Welcome to the Diversity on the Hill podcast with Pastor Jonathan and Pastor Curcio. Here are the ground rules for our conversation. Respect one another. Openness. No assumptions allowed. Mistakes are welcome. And let's grow together. Enjoy the conversation. We've made it back. Oh, 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 oh. I thought that's what you were going to uh, do. But. Nah. <laughs> wow, it's been a while. It has been. It's been a couple weeks. Where have you been, PJ? No, I'm kidding. It's, no, it was both where, of us. Where we, have I been? We got hit with the busy bug. Yeah. I was actually around a couple weeks ago, but I was busy <laughs> doing recruiting. And I don't think, I don't know. It was just busy. Yeah. Last week I was at Andrews. Oh, what? Yeah, I was doing some recruiting for summer camp. Ah. So if you're interested in working at summer camp, I mean, you're 18 years and above. There you go. We, yeah, so I went to Andrews, and this here's a cool story. Well, mm-hmm. by the way, I'm PJ. And I'm PK. Oh, thanks. You know, we're forgetting how to do this. Yeah, yeah. We forgot. <laughs> we just started talking like we hadn't seen each other. Well, I mean, people, people, I think they, they would know us by now, but if you're a first time listener, we're glad you're joining us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Welcome. Once again, I'm PJ. And PK here. And you're listening to the Diversity Hill podcast. Of course, you probably already know that because you looked at the thing and you pressed the button to play. That's correct. If they didn't know that, that's kind of weird. Yes. Remember Uh, we talked about that a long time ago? Yeah. Radio stations. Unless somebody helped them. Oh. Or they're listening in someone else's car. Ooh. Ooh. That's a good one. In that case, hi, I'm PJ. (laughs) And I'm PK, once again, just And you're listening to Diversity on the Hill. That's right. Diversity with a C. If you've never heard us before. Oh, yeah. And you can find us at... Diversity on the Hill at gmail.com. You don't find us there. You can actually email us. us Communicate with us. Yes. But you can also find us on the IG. Yeah. And that's the same. Just Diversity on the Hill. That's correct. Yeah. Now, we didn't put it on anywhere else except IG, right? Ah, that's it. Yeah, should that's we it. do? Should we? No, we won't do anything else. We barely have time to do this. What are yes. you talking about? <laughs> Thinking we should do like a, a TikTok. Oh man, no, I don't think they want to get yeah. behind the scenes of that, what be, this looks like. That'd be fun. It would be, but I mm. don't know. If we had more time, it'd be fun. Yeah. So, oh, I had an idea. Mm-hmm. I sh- I should have talked to you about this off air, but since we talked well, about hey, let's do business now. Yeah, we, since we didn't have time, here, let's do it now. <laughs> since we talked about recruiting people for camp, mm-hmm. I was thinking, what if you did some recruiting in Puerto Rico? Oh. And got some some kids from Antigua. They have I'm, to, you know, cover I their mean, own hey, or whatever. Who knows? Free trip to Puerto Rico. There, yeah, or there a paid you know. trip. Yeah, not free. Not I know what you mean. Free. But they can come and and do it. I think it would be a great experience for for a lot of them. Get it would be. You to know, something. someone at another camp just said they did that. They they would go to Puerto Rico and recruit there. No, yeah, there you go. Here's my issue. What's your issue? Going to a new school is very difficult to recruit, especially if you don't have anyone there. That's fair. Very difficult. That's fair. So I'd feel guilty going there. And I know it'd take like two or three years to build up that equity. Mm-hmm. But I always feel guilty going somewhere and it not being very productive. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I just spent money to recruit one person or zero people or just to get my name out there. You know, that kind of sounds like Bible studies. But well, you, you planted the seed to start it. Like, you know, you, you invested time sure. with somebody. And then at the end, they choose not to be baptized, you know, then... Know. Yeah, but at least you know you've planted a seed for something bigger. Here Correct. it's just like I planted a seed to come work at camp. Which they could be a blessing. They could, but they could also kind of do that in their own island. They got a camp there. No. Yeah, they do. They do? Yeah. Oh, it I, wasn't as I popular hired, when I was I hired, there. I hired a kid two, uh, three years ago who worked at one of those camps, and then he moved to the States and worked for us. Oh, I see. Well, yeah. something to pray about. 
Yeah. All right. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome to the business. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you get to see what we talk about off air. All right. So I was recruiting at Andrews. Yes, you were. I flew up to Andrews because I didn't have a lot of time because it was the weekend before Oasis. Oh, yeah. So I was there only Monday, Tuesday, and I was going to fly back Wednesday. Flew in mm-hmm. Sunday. Mm-hmm. Had some... I supped with some of my staff yeah. who were there. We had about seven or eight staff. Mm-hmm. By the way, if you're listening to this, thanks for coming. It was awesome seeing you. <laughs> then... Then the next day I started recruiting. It wasn't it, it wasn't that fruitful. Hopefully it'll be a little fruitful. I don't okay. know what it's going to turn out to be quite yet. But there was a storm coming in. Like a snowstorm. Yeah, yeah, a big snowstorm coming oh, in. Oh, man. So I was worried. Of course. Like, how am I going to... I can't get stuck here. I have an event this weekend. Right. Sure enough, my flight was supposed to leave Wednesday at 1... No, 12 p.m. Uh-huh. It got canceled. <gasps> I was like, oh, no. They rebooked me, though, Okay. for a 5 o'clock later that day. Okay, good. But as I'm looking at the weather. It was worse. Yes, the storm <laughs> started around 12. Oh, man. And then it was ending the next day. So, like, the 5 wow. o'clock is in the middle. Oh, it's no going to get canceled. You would like, think There's so. no way this is not getting canceled. But I didn't know what to do because I didn't want to spend a bunch of money. Right, and I'm right. trying to be a good steward, know, a good steward a good of, of, of God's money. I'm trying to be. So I'm thinking about it. I'm like, oh, man, I don't know what to do. I prayed about it. I called National Rental Car, which was who I got my car through. Mm-hmm. I said, hey, can you extend? First, I need to see if this is possible. Can you extend my rental by one day and make it a one tr- one-way trip to Chattanooga? So I was going to drive back right. ahead of the storm. I'm like, sure. So he, he takes like forever doing this. It was like 20 minutes. This guy, every, it was so long that every so often he'd be like, I'm still helping you, sir. <laughs> Jonathan, I'm still helping you, sir. He'll <laughs> <laughs> be like these five-minute pauses. Mr. Jonathan, I'm still helping you, sir. I was like, oh, this is taking so long. And I had an interview with someone coming up. And I was like, I'm going to have to hurry up. What's yeah, taking yeah. you so long? Finally, he goes, all right, um, whatever. The, the car rental for the three days was like 250 bucks. Mm-hmm. So he's like, well, your new total now is going to be $750. That's right, because they don't want you to drop off and other locations because they're losing cars. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Just just to do that? And Sounds he's like, right. yes. And I was like, all right, forget it. Cancel it. I'm not doing that. I'm <laughs> After not, all that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not doing that. This is ridiculous. So I, and then I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. So there was another camp there from Maine. Mm-hmm. And so I was talking to them, telling them about this. And they're from, no, Massachusetts. From Massachusetts. And they're like, listen, the storm's coming. You need to get out of here. Just pay the money. Oh, man. So here's what I decided to do. I decided to go on the app because uh-huh. that's where I usually order it from anyways. I went right. on the app, put in the same thing. I rented a new car. Uh-huh. It was half the price. Wow. Why couldn't you? they do that over the phone? Who knows? And here's the dumb part. I had to go back to the airport uh-huh. in South Bend, return the car, and pick up a different car. <laughs> Are you just... <laughs> Waste of my time, waste of their time and resources. Just give me the same car and let me. Yeah. Oh, anyways, that was that was just a story. I'm just glad that you got here. Yeah, I was, got back. It was nice. I was able to visit my brother on the way that, there. Nice, Joseph. You're listening. Thanks for letting me stay at your house. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. What a good brother. I know, right? He was such a good brother. There you go. And then you were a good brother for stopping by. Yeah, yeah we had a good time. See, everybody wins. And I heard Oasis was a wonderful experience. So. I'm there glad we were able to have Oasis, our first real in-person kind of youth event. That's right. So we're back on track, man. Yes, we are. We Life got, seems to get 
seems to be getting normal. Yeah, and we got Regenerate coming up the first Regenerate. week of March. So I just yes. want to plug, plug, plug that for everyone because all of our listeners are invited to yep. join us. It's March at 5. That's right. Yeah. So it's a youth and young adult festival where we celebrate what God is doing through the youth and young adults of our conference. There you go. Did that sound very uh, PR-ish? Profe- professional, yeah, yeah. Uh, professional. I like the way you said it. Like professional. NPR. M- NPR. No, they talk more like this. <laughs> Do you know what's happening around the world today? <laughs> uh, yeah. The president went on a trip and it's controversial. Why? Because everything has to be controversial. And we help that here at NPR. We did not like that trip. I'm dying over here. <laughs> Watching his face while he's doing this. I'm rolling. Oh, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. I'd be rolling at my face too. So that's right. a lot of fun. So again, we want to hear from you as well. Diversity on the Hill at gmail.com or on the IG at Diversity on the Hill. Yeah. So what are we talking about today, PJ? Oh, man. We got two big stories. Two big stories. Two big stories. And one we have already talked about Ooh. beforehand. All right. And it, dev- and it started in our own mind to divulge into sports talk radio <laughs> sorry. so Not we sorry. might have a little bit of sports talk radio here again <laughs> but before you just rest breathe try to wrap your mind around that we're gonna have a quick little break and then we're diving into today's stories back yes we are are you ready for this i am you already know but 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 you know what but you know what i am going to make sure Uh that i don't go all technical yeah try not to go technical sports sports. yeah yeah Yeah, let's not stay away from that now there might be a little bit of nitty-gritty in it but not a ton no i'm actually calm today by the way so it is still about that story we talked about, which is Brian Flores being fired from the Miami Dolphins. Right. Former head coach. Yeah. Remember we talked about maybe some racial implications there. And if you didn't hear about it, you can go ahead and listen to our previous episode. Yeah. Was it the one right before this one? It might have been. Might have been. But yeah. either way, you'll know because it, it's it's there in the description. And um, again, we also wanted, oh, we didn't say this at the beginning. Uh-huh. Uh, life got to us, so we didn't record a couple of times, you know, but just know that we're back and we're going to try to make this happen. So yeah. thank you for your patience. And we, for, may, we still may miss some here and there. Your faithfulness. Yes. Yes. But we've been good. We've been good so far. But anyhow. Yeah. All right. So back to Brent Flores. Yeah, so Brian Flores, we talked about how he got fired. We talked about a little bit about the racial implications there. Sure did. I definitely was leaning towards, I didn't think this was a racial firing. Mm-hmm. Curcio thought it was. Mm-hmm. And now he thinks he's justified, but I have some arguments. <laughs> I have some pushback. But this time, folks, it's not just my team being dragged through the mud. It's your team being That's dragged right. through the mud, too. <laughs> That's right. And how the ironic. Broncos. And the Broncos. Yeah. So now the Giants are involved. That's so, right. if you don't know, which you might know by now, Brian Flores has sued the NFL in three teams. That's correct. The Miami Dolphins, mm-hmm. um, the New York Football, New York Giants. Football Giants, and the Denver Broncos, Denver, all yep. for racial discrimination. Correct. Now, I got to be honest. I don't know why my Dolphins were thrown into this suit. Okay? <laughs> to, to me, some of this is, anyways, valid, and some of it is sour grapes. Okay. Please continue. <laughs> I can see his face. He's like, please continue. I don't agree with you. This, is gonna be, this, right, this might be a good one. Well, anyways, what do you think about your Giants part in this? I, I, I said this not on air. Oh. I've said this to people before. Okay. I was born in New York, and therefore, I default to New York teams, mm-hmm. right? Um, the Giants, I felt, their organization is just challenged when it comes to minorities. Mm. So I was like, it wouldn't surprise me 
if every time they have an opening, a minority is not the one that gets the job. Okay. Now, mind you, they had a GM that was before. Mm, okay. Um, but when it comes to head coaches and when it comes to even even uh, minority quarterbacks, mm. like it just doesn't happen. So I don't know why. I said I, I, I never really looked into it like that. So I didn't. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, but I'm not surprised. Yeah, and, yeah. And that's why I'm like, they they probably didn't give him a fair shot. It wouldn't surprise me. I mean, look at what they did. They, well, did you see how the hiring process went? Yeah, yeah. But I, I got to be, well, never mind. That that was probably afterwards. Okay, okay yeah. so so again, I'm not going to get technical. All they did was- get a little bit technical. A little bit, but I'm <laughs> to get too deep. Um, they hired the general manager from the, from the Buffalo Bills, mm-hmm. right? He was the, the assistant general manager. Mm. And then they interviewed- multiple candidates mm-hmm. two of which were from the buffalo Bill, bills organization mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they they did the offensive coordinator and they did the defensive coordinator the defense coordinator is a minority is he okay yeah and i was like yes and he was a, and he was a uh coach before who's that i forgot his name but he was a head coach before mm. and i was like i bet they're gonna hire the offensive coordinator and sure enough they did well, the offensive coordinator. Let's face it; he was, um, he was a hot commodity. He is. He was. He, he was is. on the Dolphins. He's done list. tremendous. He's done tremendous stuff. Uh, Leslie Frazier. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and he's done tremendous stuff with, um, with the Bills. He like, was actually no interim head coach for a hot minute for the Dolphins. Yes. Yes. So he does have a little right. bit. He of does a, have more experience. Yeah. But but my point was, again, this is the problem with the Rooney Rule. And I was having mm, a conversation with Rooney somebody rule. before. By the way, the Rooney rule, for those of you who don't know, who maybe, I, I don't know if we mentioned it last time, is when you go through a hiring process in the NFL, uh, at one point you had to interview at least one minority candidate for the job. Correct. And it's, now it's two, you have to interview two minority candidates for the job. Correct. And it's from, I believe it's Wayne Rooney, uh, the former owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers, mm. who have a minority head coach yes. in Mike Tomlin, who's but, been there for many years. Anyways, uh by the way, just a side note here. How many black coaches are there in the league right now? Oh, I don't know, but there aren't. Very I many. keep no, no, no. I keep hearing one. Um, but besides Mike Tomlin, yeah, uh, is Robert Sala not a black? Coach? I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question because everyone keeps saying Jets. there's only yeah. one. There's only one. There's only one. But I thought Robert Sala was a black coach. Well, you got me. I'll look it up. Yeah, look it up because I keep hearing this on the news things. Well, there's only one black coach in the NFL, but Robert. Now, obviously, it's still only two. It's not a lot more. It's not like, oh, great, now you're justified. But anyways, neither here nor there. So that's that's what the Rooney Rule is. Right. So what's happening is they side-skirted by saying, and this is what he's saying New York did, which is they they interview just because, so they can check it off. Well, they have checklist. to check it off. Right. <laughs> that's the problem is they have to check it off. They don't have uh, an uh, the, the the Rooney Rule says you have to hire a minority, right? So yeah, every team puts minorities in whether they want to or not. So it, it of course it was a checkoff, right? Well, and this is kind of what happened. You heard why he's suing the Broncos, right? And how but that this was a few years ago. This wasn't this year. Oh, okay, it was. A few it was years a, ago. it was a couple years ago where oh, he interviewed okay. for the Broncos, right? Right, and he said that, but. What was what, do you rem- do you know the story there? Uh, yes. So what? How's the story that you you heard? So what I read was that he, um, they showed up late to his interview. Number one, number two, he said they were disheveled, and mm-hmm. he also said they were drunk. 
No, he said it looked like they'd been drinking the night before. Right. Yeah. So um, the challenge with the story that John Elway, because he put a statement out. Mm-hmm. So the challenge with, with what, what John Elway said is, yeah, most of you charter flights. You have private jets. And then most people who are on private jets drink. So, And he also said they flew all night. It correct. was a nighttime flight. Correct. So, so the question is, why didn't you fly these candidates to you? Oh, and then no, here's why. And, and here's why I'm a little worried about Flores. Uh, they were flying to him uh-huh. because they were trying to fit around his schedule. He could, didn't have the time to come out to them. So according to the story I read or what I, what I, what I heard on another podcast was like they took the, the time out of their thing. They actually flew to him, mm-hmm. and it was the owner and John Elway. Right. So it was the bigwigs flew to him to fit him in to fit around Rob, uh, Brian Flores' schedule. Interesting. Okay. So that was a couple years ago. Now, right. whether that's true or not, obviously it's, it's going to be. It's a he said, he said. Like, it's, that's going to be hard to prove. But let me tell you, if 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 I was applying for a company's job, let's say I applied for, you know, a, a big company. Let's say I applied for Tesla. Sure. And Elon Musk and their other guy came and flew to me. I think that's a little bit better than me flying to them. Yeah, I I, I agree. Like, that's them showing a lot of, yeah. you know. So, it's obvi- you know. to me, it's obvious that he was a serious candidate. If You're they're right. flying to them. If they're just doing the Rooney rule, they just say, hey, come, come, just that's come true. for a few minutes and that's, that's, fair. that's it. We're, that's we're fair. done. Yeah, I can why see Why would that. I waste my time if I'm just trying to check off a box? Right. But now, I don't know. It could have been, this is the only time we're trying to hire someone else really quick. So, let's go see him. So, we... That's possible too. Yeah, it's it's hard. Like yeah. I said, it's a he said he said, and and that's the problem with the Rooney Rule and what this suit is about. Now, here's the problem: the suit I do feel like has basis in truth overall with executives and with head coaching in the NFL. Well, the reputation that the league has. I yeah. mean, there's only one minority owner. But right? the problem is, is you can't you can't prove it. Well, yeah, exactly. And here's the other <laughs> side of that. You know, like unless there's an email trail. Yeah, I mean, by the time the the NFL began, right mm-hmm. early on in its, in its inception, there weren't very many minorities who had the money to own a team, anyways, sure, or buy one. And then it's a cash cow. Let's you know, let's call it what it is. And I'm gonna keep that inside of my family as long as I possibly can. Like mm. you're not just gonna let anybody come on in, and and you're not just gonna sell the team just because. So so that's what I'm saying. It's hard. They have the reputation that they have. But it's just because it's so hard to actually get in because they're not going to let that go. They're going to pass that down to their kids and the kids and the kids of those kids. Like, but it's not even it's the just, owners, though. To me, the problem isn't the owners. I mean, eventually, I think that'll happen with the owners. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest complaint is that there's not enough head coaches or executives that are minorities right. well, within the structure. Based on the, um, the research I just did, mm-hmm. uh, Mike Tomlin is the only. So what is Robert Sala? He's Lebanese. Interesting. So and he's then, a minority. And he, he is a he's a minority, but he's, he's darker skin. Okay. Yeah. And then Ron Rivera is the other minority. Yeah, he's and Hispanic. He's Hispanic. So that's all the and the Miami Dolphins just hired a mixed race. I don't Correct. know what race races he is. Right. Uh, so but he so, calls himself multiracial. Right. So this is this is the challenge the NFL has. And then not just that their their track record with women as well. Mm-hmm. You know, like like let's talk about. I know this is not the point, but I'll I'll just quickly mention what's happening with the Washington Commanders. Oh my goodness. And I'm not <laughs> even going to get into that. Um, and their uh, sexual harassment mm. issues. Yeah. Right? And sexual misconduct that's taken place. Mm-hmm. And Roger Goodell, which is the commissioner, knows about these things 
and this is still ongoing. Well, there's a problem with that structure there, though, because you know Robert Goodell works for the owners, right? Yeah, so, so his it's, it's a conflict of interest for right. him to look into. Exactly. That. No. So why on earth does he have that responsibility? NFL, anyways. Well, so. that's the way. That's the way their structure is. There's not a. There's not a. There's not someone who can hold Goodell accountable. Correct. And Goodell works for the owners, hired by the owners. So there is a conflict of interest built into the system. Correct. Which is a problem. Anyways. But I do want to get more into this. This Robert Flores and, and racial things, because in all honesty, I'm still and maybe this is me being a homer. OK. And I and I agree. And I'm also trying to look objectively at both sides. OK. I'm, I'm trying to. OK. Now, I do know that racism exists and I do know that the NFL has a minority hiring problem, especially at the coach level. Yeah. All right. Now. However, I'm not I'm not sure the the hiring principles are always racially motivated and that's where we've talked about this many times. I don't know if things are racially motivated. It's hard to prove and it's an ugly thing to say. Does it look like it? At times it certainly does. Mm -hmm. All right. But here's where my homerism comes in. The Dolphins have actually been one of the most progressive in hiring. They were the first to hire a woman executive. Did you know that? No. Not many people know that. They were the one of the first to hire a woman executive. Awesome. Last year, they had a GM and a head coach, both African-American. Correct. Within the structure, they have many minorities and, and structures in place in that, in, in their in their organization. That's awesome. That's their demographics, though. But, a lot of Hispanics down there. Sure. But what I'm saying is people aren't looking into that. There's right. a firing because, well, he's a winning coach. Why did you fire him? Right. Well, there are other reasons to fire people right. other than, hey, you're just winning. But he, here's the challenge, though, because his allegations are that he was getting bonuses to lose games. Sure, but but you can't say that's because he was African American. You can't say he was getting those right. bonuses. They would have no, got no. it. They would have gotten given it to anyone who and, was coaching. Yeah, exactly. And here's the thing: if that's true, I 100% agree that the owner should be, should be stripped of the club. If that's true, right. But if they're going to strip them for that, they definitely have to strip the Washington Commanders as well. As they Snyder. do, that. once again, if those things are true, yes. Right. Mm -hmm. And th that's what I'm saying. I'm not defending Ross for those things. What I am saying is the organization has a reputation of being progressive yeah. in their hiring practices. Good. And that's where I get a little, like, part of his thing was, part of his suit against them was, I had a winning record, they fired me, and once, one of the reasons why they said they fired me was because I wasn't a good communicator and I wasn't a team player. But they were offering me this and I was standing up for my principles and that's why I was seen as an angry black man. Here's the problem I have. You're putting race automatically. You're automatically putting race into it. Even right. though they're the ones that hired you and gave you this opportunity. To begin with. Yeah. To begin with. And I do believe if they offered that money to him, they were going to offer it to anyone. Yeah, I, I hear you. It, again, it's hard because... Because of the reputation that the league in general has. I know. And I know. And I know we have to look at it now subjectively and not objectively. Don't look at the big picture as it pertains to the NFL. Look at the Dolphins. And the Dolphins have shown progress. And I hear where you're coming from. And that, that makes it harder, again, for him to win this suit, suit this lawsuit. Well, the one, the one thing he has to stand on is with your Giants. <laughs> Yeah. Because he got what the, the text from Bill Belichick before he was going in for a second interview mm -hmm. saying, hey, I heard you got the job. Brian Dayball is the one who got the job. They're both Brian's. Right. Both known by Bill Belichick. He apparently texted the wrong Brian Eesh. congratulating on the job. Oosh. And so <laughs> what Brian and, and here's the thing. I agree with Flores 
on a certain level. Mm-hmm. I see how it looks. I haven't gone for the interview. They've already know who they're going to hire. Correct. Me and you have been through enough hiring processes. Mm-hmm. Even together. Yeah. Even together that we know many times if there's two, three candidates and some there's many times, not always, but many times there is a favorite mm-hmm. if people know that person. Right. Or if they think they're a good match. Agree. That they might say, or I, I've, I've seen interviews or heard about interviews where someone has come in and they're like, we love him. We want him. Before the other person has come in, they're like, that other person's going to have to knock it out of the park. Right. Because this was so good. Right. Right. So to me, it's, it, 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 it's, it's part of the process, part of the hiring process. Yeah. To me, they, they like, they wanted Dayball from the beginning. To me, it's possible. They're like, yeah, we want Dayball. He was awesome. He's the one we're looking at right now. He's the favorite to get the job. Again, makes perfect sense. I'm sorry I'm interrupting you, yeah. but it makes perfect sense yeah. because they come from the same organization. These guys have worked together already. Yes. They have chemistry. You know, it's, it's a given that, mm-hmm. that he's going to be the highest one. Mm-hmm. But Leslie Frazier could have been that too. Leslie Frazier could have been that. And, and I'm but not. he wasn't. I'm not. I don't know what to do there. I'm just talking on the floor's front. Right, right, right. No, no, I'm, I'm saying, going back to, to what right. you're saying, and I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, yeah. Again, you're right, but that's part of the process. This is what we're getting at. Sure. And once again, he, he said that this is a sham because they offered it to him. I don't think it's a sham because of that. I don't think it is. And he keeps saying, hey, listen, these other people aren't, I'm not getting jobs because of this, or they're only hiring now. Here's the thing with this suit. Hmm. Now that anyone who hires a black person is going to be like, oh, they're only doing that because of the suit. Mm. Or if they don't hire no one, you see, no progress. There's so much pressure now yeah. that no one's doing it for the right reason. You would think. <laughs> you would think. Uh, wh- no, I'm, I'm saying that's what people are going to think. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like when people look at it, they're going to say it was because of this. Yeah, so right. Lovey Smith got hired by another team that Flores was interviewing for the Texans, mm-hmm. right? He was already part of their squad, but many people are saying, oh, that's just a hire for the optics to look good. Mm-hmm. Lovey well, Smith is well, a good coach. How do you change? How yeah. do you change if every time you try to change or you do a hire, someone's blaming you and saying, no, you're only doing that for the optics? Yeah. Oh, oh. Only time will tell. And that's, and that's the biggest challenge. Because see, here's, here's another curveball for you. Yeah. Before, before I, I, I'm going to ask questions, going to take us off the sports talk. But um, I'm going to be intrigued to see what happens mm-hmm. if the allegations for the Dolphins and the Commanders, but primarily the Commanders, mm-hmm. comes through. And they strip these owners. Mm-hmm. Who gets to buy the team? Because you see, here's the thing. There's already one in waiting for Miami. <laughs> okay. But I wonder, like, what direction the league is going to go in. Because here's the thing. Even if they strip these owners of their teams, these owners can ask for bazillion dollars. Okay? Because these teams are, well, valuable. Mm-hmm. So... The truth is, the more money's asked, the more you rule out people, and your pot becomes much smaller. Like the the pot to choose from becomes smaller. It's the same challenge with hiring head coaches, because there are more coaches that have more experience that are not minorities. Mm, yeah, that's, so that's so a again, you you you're picking slim pickings, right? That's just part of the the challenge. I think the same thing's gonna happen with these owners and. Um, these future owners, if it happens that way, I'm interested to see what the league is going to do when it comes to that. But I, I see what you're saying. But if it was my company and I lost it, 
I'm getting all the money I can. Well, no, I don't blame <laughs> him for that. I mean, just look at look at the Clippers. I'm, I'm not going to do anyone any favors, right? The previous owner of the Clippers, and he got in trouble, yeah, you know, yeah. for segregation, all that stuff. And Steve Ballmer was the one that came and bought it, which was the co partner of uh, uh, Bill Gates yeah. with Microsoft, right? So, so the thought is, yeah, but you know what? The the more money you ask for, the more you're eliminating minorities. I I hear you, right? <laughs> so that's part of that's part of the challenge. So where do we this. where do we what where, where do we go with this? Oh, here's an, here's another story related to it that we're, we'll get into. Okay. So maybe it's now it's three stories. Uh, <laughs> this may be a really long podcast. I hope not. All right, we'll try to move. Oh, we can, um, other, what, other episode, next one. What do you think of the Rooney Rule? I think it was a great attempt to try to right a wrong, mm-hmm. um, but people always find loopholes. The problem is it's it's it. You don't even have to find a loophole. All you have to do is show that you're doing it. To me, the Rooney Rules and things like that, mm-hmm. it, they don't work. Yeah, I'm with all you. it does is harbor bad feelings because one side is like, "Oh, great, we have to we, now we have to look at them, and now we have to do this," and the other side's like, "It's only it's it's sham. We're not we're not going to get hired. It's only a it's only a show." Yeah, it, to me, those these types of rules never are the way to fix a problem. I agree. There it's has abandoned. to be a, there has to be more of a systematic yep. uh, mentoring ship mm-hmm. or mentorship program for black coaches mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. I don't know exactly what it looks like, yeah. but to me, the Rooney rule, it's, it's all right. So now they added, you have to hire two, two minority coaches. How does that interview. help? You got to interview. Yeah. It, it's not, I, I, I don't, it's just giving them more opportunity. Some would say, but it, it's not going to result. I mean, it gets anything. them more opportunity to get them FaceTime with right. the owner. Right. But we all know how hiring goes. I'm still going back to this. Mm-hmm. When you're hiring someone, especially at that level or businesses, you know, most of the time, you know who you want. Yeah, that's the truth. <laughs> most of the time, you know who you want or that's what right. kind of structure you want. Mm-hmm. And if there is, no matter what type of owner you are, you're going to go with who you're comfortable with. That's right. And and I don't even know if that's racist or not, but nepotism is in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest with you. I don't necessarily have a problem with these things unless you hire someone who's incompetent. If you know they're incompetent and you hire them, I have a problem with but that. But they're not. Who's going to own that they hired someone that was incompetent and they knew it? Listen, no one's you, you can see that. But what yeah. I'm saying is nepotism and in, in, in all who you, they always say it's all in who you know. And that is so true. It is in who you know for most jobs. That's true. That's right. just the reality of You're it. Right. Even in Even in pastoring. Sometimes if you, you get your name sometimes into a church because someone at that church knows you. That's true. That's the reality of it. Or you're a big name. I mean, Finley's name gets put into every church that gets an opening. <laughs> so does uh, Dwight Nelson. <laughs> so does Dwight Nelson. Yeah. Every church, mm-hmm. their name gets thrown in. They're like, why not? Let's try it out. Yeah. Why? Because people know them. And if right. not, they're going to go with someone who they're comfortable with and they know. Many times it doesn't have to do with race. It has to do with a comfort level. And I think with some of these hires, I don't think all, I do think there is a level of where I, where I feel like the racism, where the system is not fair. I don't even know if I'm comfortable calling it racist. I know most people are going to be like, you're ignorant. Of course it's racist. Where I do think the system is unfair is that there needs to be a training, a mentoring, a way to get more minorities into other coaching positions mm-hmm where they're seen as valuable assets. Now, this is this is my way of processing what we're discussing. Mm-hmm. I don't hear racism as much as I hear prejudice. Like, there's naturally embedded prejudice in the hiring process because you're going to hire who you feel 
quote unquote comfortable the, with the loot. The, right. the suit says racism. That's why I'm bringing right, it. right, right. No, I, I know, I know, but yeah. I'm saying this is what I hear based on what we're describing yeah. as it pertains to how the system functions. Yeah, there is prejudice, and we Always. said this every before. System we has all it. have prejudice. Oh yeah, right. And every system has it. Um, you're right. Racism is a it, it, like we talked about before. It's an effort to keep people out, mm-hmm. and I don't believe that in the hiring process there is intentional racism. Is there prejudice? Yes. Yes. Is there racism? That's hard to prove. It's hard to know. Yeah. I'm sure there is on to some. But but here's this. <laughs> but now, 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 this is the question I was going to ask. Yeah. is going to take us off the sports talk. Okay. So our listeners, if they experience this, hmm. how should they behave? Hmm. Man, listen, I've experienced, I mean, you've experienced some level of prejudice. Of course. In your life. There's only one thing you can do, man, is look to God and listen, let it roll off your back. There's there's really nothing you can do other than be kind to someone. Okay. And and be as gracious and in your own life try to take stock in the decisions you make when you when you treat other people. Okay. Like when I when I look at you, I need to take stock of like how am I going to treat this person mm-hmm. and am I treating them this way for what reason? Now you're talking from a hiring perspective. Any, 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 any process, any way I interact with someone else. No, no, I'm saying, but, but you're talking like from the organizational side. No, is no. That, is that how you? I'm talking from, I'm just talking about me personally. Okay. Okay. So if I'm hiring or if I'm inviting you someplace or, or if, you're if the, I'm. If you, how about if you're the one that's, that is um, interviewing, you're the interviewee. You know, at some level you have no control Oh, and here's the thing. This is what I tell people. You never have control of, over the other person. Correct. The only thing you can do is control yourself. Yeah. That's all you can do. Mm-hmm. So I don't even worry about what I can do to them. I mean, obviously, on some level, I'm mad. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I don't know what I can do about someone else. Yeah. I can't. Mm-hmm. All I can do is me. Mm-hmm. And I can stand up for other people if I see it. But if I'm the person being interviewed and I feel like I'm being looked over because of a certain criteria I don't have, which I do believe has happened to me. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was racially motivated necessarily, mm-hmm. but I do believe I had, I, there was a couple of times in the hiring process where I believe I was looked over for criteria that necessarily wasn't part of the job description. Mm-hmm. Did I have control over that? No. No. Did I have proof over it? No. But here's the thing. That's not my job to worry about what I can do about them. My job is to, hey, how am I going to treat other people when I'm in that same situation? How am I going to try to eliminate my prejudice? And to be honest with you, sometimes prejudice is a good thing if you're prejudiced towards the right things. For Mm -hmm. instance, I'm going to be, if I'm hiring someone for church and I feel like there's moral failings or I've heard about some irreputable things, I'm I'm going to take that into consideration. Of course. Right? When I hire for camp, we want Adventist young men and women who are dedicated to God and the mission. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so it's going to lead me to certain places more, and it's going to lead me away from certain places more. Yeah. Because I'm looking for a specific criteria. Yeah, that right? makes sense. For that. And so prejudice isn't always a negative thing. Most of the time it is. Okay. <laughs> You know, Does my, that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So my, my thinking is, my my word of advice, uh, unsolicited, right? Because you're listening to a podcast and I asked the question, so now I'm going to answer the question that I asked. So, yeah. <laughs> unsolicited. 
I would say, um, yes, control what you can control, and yourself is the only person you can control. However, trust in God and understand that if he doesn't let you get that job, he's going to take care of you. Always does. He's going to look out for you. Like in Joel 2, you know, whatever the locust took away, he's going to restore it for you. Mm-hmm. So um, it's an opportunity for us to be Christ-like. It's an opportunity for us to let his light shine through us, uh, despite what's happening, whether it's fair or unfair. And I'm not saying not to stand up and speak truth and and try to, um, you know, use your voice and your platform to to uh, encourage change. But what I'm saying is we need to approach this in a Christ-like manner, mm. in a way that people will say truly, um, you should be listened to. Mm. Because if we take a negative approach to it and we become uh, belligerent, uh, we could possibly do more hurt than good. Yeah. So I encourage you to just draw closer to God, trust in him as hard as that is, and wait on him because if the locust took something from you, he will restore it. It's beautiful. I, I do want to ask you this. Ask away. Do you feel like the suit is a good thing? You stole my question. I was going <laughs> to ask you that question. Look at that. I love it when we're in sync like that. Um, I believe that Brian Flores probably felt like this he's probably not going to get hired. Oh, I mean, you know, yeah. like, like even before it's the suit, take a long time. even before the suit, I think he figured, he looked at the landscape. He saw what happened. He saw himself unemployed. Mm, see, I think, I think he had certain cachet that he would have been hired. Maybe not this year. Right. But right. that's what I'm saying. Like he would have missed a year, but he might be ruining his whole career. Exa- now. Exactly. <laughs> and this is what I'm saying. Uh, Cause this is what some would say is a belligerent behavior. Where it's like, if you would have been patient and said, okay, I'm not going to sue them. Mm. I'm going to wait and I will have an opportunity, just not immediately. Mm. And maybe, who knows? Like, I don't know, Brian. I don't know his his situation. I don't know his circumstances. But it's technically like the guy's losing his job. You know, and if he has bills to pay, he wants a job, Mm -hmm. right? And he wants to do it in in something he feels comfortable in Mm. and capable of doing. So with that conversation, I would say you basically are biting the hand that feeds you. And in doing so, you're hurting yourself and your desire to be able to get back in. Because mm-hmm. look at look at the same situation with um, Colin Kaepernick, mm-hmm. right? Colin Kaepernick, his challenge, and I said this before, and I think we talked about him, his flaw was he didn't have a, a plan of action when he started, um, yeah. like a clear, a clear plan but, of action yeah. when he started the protest, right? So eventually what he did, it became when he saw he wasn't getting another opportunity to be a, uh, a quarterback, he went real like out now, like mm-hmm. and, and wanting to be the face of protesting. Mm-hmm. Right. And now it cost him the opportunity. And then the other times when he did have opportunities, he just went about it, not in the best way. Right. So yeah. he ended up never getting back in the league, getting another opportunity. Was he blackballed? Maybe. Can we prove it? No. So, it's like I just got to go based on the behavior that he had and the comments that he made and that kind of stuff. And he's wearing, you know, Che Guevara shirts and doing all this stuff. Like, he was just not in the right headspace. I believe he was blackballed. Oh, okay. And I, I, and I believe Flores is going to be blackballed. But it's not because of the... It's the, not because he's black. It's going to exactly. be because of how he behaved. This is what I'm getting at. Yeah, because so, it's going to be, well, if you're bringing this kind of negative attention. That's, and that's my point. So yeah. is the suit something good? No, that's the behavior mm. that is going to get him blackballed. Oh, I disagree with you. That's all right. Uh, so, so here, here's the thing. If 
Flores believes in this principle. Mm-hmm. I believe the suit is a good thing. It's okay. gonna. It's already kind of changed the landscape a little bit. People are talking about it more. It's going to bring things to the forefront. Where I think I don't like about Flores's behavior, I would have never gone on TV and started doing interviews. Oh, that too. But here's where I take it a step further. He could be hurting it for those that come after him. And but that's I, and that's where my I answer is no. I don't believe he is. I don't believe he is. I believe if he just had but, done but, the suit, if he had done the suit and remained silent and been like, here, I'm going to talk through my lawyers, and the lawyers would have talked about it reason, reasonably and rationally, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I think sometimes now they're taking things. You see, that's because of this. You see, that's, well, no, you, you're speculating. But look at what happened to Lovey. Lovey got hired now and people are saying it's because of optics. Lovey's a good coach. Well, some would say, some would say not. Well, he, look at the team he had <laughs> yeah, yeah, in yeah. Chicago. Like, know. come on. Well, he took him but to the Super Bowl. He, he did, but I'm saying, like, he's a good coach because he didn't have a stellar team to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Anyways. So I, I believe the suit, if he believes in this principle, and if he's willing not to work, which he said, hey, I'm not willing, to, I'm will, I know that this will sacrifice possibly my career. Yeah. If, if he believes in that principle, do the suit, no problem. But then the next day he went on all these website on all these he went on a media tour and usually people who go on media tours uh they don't have the best reputation the behavior after the actual um uh, protest or yeah and and so i believe hey if you believe in this principle go ahead sue i i do believe that'll make a difference i do believe it will make a difference even if they he doesn't win because more people are gonna be talking about it more people are gonna be like hey we need to change this it's already happened right but the, my follow-up question was like, hey, did you see him doing the interviews? Eh, was that a good idea? I don't believe that was a good idea. I believe that brought that negative attention. Negative attention. Yeah, I'm with you. All right. So kind of related to this. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're looking at the time. Kind of related to this. <laughs> I was. Supreme Court justice. Yes. So Biden is being criticized by some, praised yeah. by others, but criticized by some for saying that he is going to make sure that the next justice is a black female. Mm-hmm. All right. What do you think? <laughs> ah, so I, I don't know what promises he's trying to keep here. I don't know who he promised that to in his campaigning. Mm-hmm. Um, but POTUS has his mind in the right place in the sense that we have a minority, a woman, Mm-hmm. Right. Um, who's there, justice. But um, he's trying to be intentional about changing the, la- the landscape. So do you think do you think that's fair to say, hey, this is going to be the next person no matter what? I don't know if it's fair. OK. Um, I would say that somewhat might argue that it's just because mm. how long how long has it been since this happened? Oh, it's never happened. So what happened to all the fairness quote unquote mm-hmm. leading up to this point so you know i don't think that it's a fairness thing i think it's the just thing to do where it's the it's the right thing and i'm not trying to make a pun off of you know justice but um i believe that he 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 has the right idea and um his heart may be in the right place maybe not like i said i don't know who who he made a promise to that he's trying to fulfill you know that happens a lot in politics yeah. so um we're just going to have to take a wait and see approach. But do I think that he's, again, here it is again. Mm-hmm. Do I think his heart is in the right place? His mind is trying to accomplish the right thing? Yes. Is he going about it the right way? Eh, it's 
Some people might argue that he isn't. So, but why did again, he even say it? That's what I don't but get. Then again, well, it's part of <laughs> it's part of his responsibility. No, like, it's he not gets his to responsibility to say. No, I'm not only going to gonna look it. at this. No, not to candidate. say it, but but this is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. He has the right idea. Probably didn't go about it the right way. So a friend of mine sent me this comic. It's like, and so it has Biden over here saying, we want to live in a country where a person's color doesn't matter. Right. Uh-huh. And then it has the lady Supreme Court justice lady, you know, over here. And it says nominees, white men, black men, brown men, white women, brown women need not apply. <laughs> That's just wrong. So it's, I mean, I mean, it is kind of valid though. That's basically what he's saying, right? Yeah. But I will say out of this list, I think all of those are represented. I don't know about brown men. Is there a Hispanic? I mean, there's a black man on the Supreme Court. There's obviously white men on the Supreme Court. There's a white woman. There's a brown woman. You said there's a Hispanic, Hispanic, Hispanic woman. woman. Okay. So we actually, they're all represented. Interesting. The black woman, a black woman isn't represented. Correct. So I don't have a problem with the idea behind this. Right. This is what I'm saying. But but here's 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 something I, I here's something I do have to say. I, here's the problem I do have okay. with that. What's the problem? What about Asians? Whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> You're right. So how come he can't say, here are here are some that aren't represented, and here's who I'm gonna pick from. Right. And here's why I'm going to pick from. Because look, we, we have everyone else represented. Here's a voice that is not being heard. At least we have a black man on. Yeah, like I said. And at least we have a brown woman. There's no Asians yeah. anywhere to be seen. No, like I said, right idea, <laughs> wrong application. There well, you know? I, I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying there's, there's not, to me, I'm thinking even broader than that. I Listen, this comic is funny, but I don't really care. Yeah. Like the fact that he said it, doesn't bother me because if that's who he's looking for, he's looking to represent an unheard voice. Right. Which is fine to me because on the Supreme Court justice, you need someone you who need has seen it all. Exactly. However, I do believe there are other unheard voices that should have been added to that yes. mix. But right now, mm-hmm. they're the ones behind. Yeah. And if you want to go down the pecking order of how the United States has been behaving when it comes to diversity, the Asians come after the Hispanics. Well, in certain areas. In certain areas, so, yeah. yeah. It, it's weird. It's, it, it depends it's just, what area just, you're talking just, about. It, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, this is this is just writing. Okay, this is, um, I don't know if we're going to talk about this or not, but um, maybe we talked about it before, but I'm going to get on, on my soapbox just for a minute, mm-hmm. tops. Go for it. It's how I feel about Black History Month. Mm. It's the right idea, wrong application. Mm. Because this just causes, this month, what it does is it causes apprehension right off the bat because there's not a latin month necessarily they say that there is they kind of implement this a little later on where they're like okay yeah so from this time to this time we're gonna do latin heritage right Mm, so so there is that there is latin heritage yeah but then there's like where's asian heritage Mm. where's indian heritage and where is then do we get into the sticky ground of there's different white background exactly i was gonna get there too <laughs> so thanks for being a good student and getting ahead of me so oh. so this is this is part of what i'm saying you had the right idea not the right way and now people expect to hear about blacks in black history but a lot of people turn it off yeah because they're tired of it and most of the time what it is is slapping people upside the head for how they've treated or not treated you know, African-Americans. So it's just rough. 
this okay. this this whole race thing is just it's a challenge. It's a challenge. It's a challenge, and 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 part of my problem is is that there is racism. It exists. It exists in all of us, I believe, and we need to do a better job of making sure that we're doing our part. And part of it is having these conversations and saying, hey, listen, there might be another side to this. Let's not jump to conclusions too quickly. Correct. But let's not be naive either. Correct. I, I right? agree. For someone to say, hey, that Brian Flores has no uh, foot to stand on, that's being naive. Right. He does have a foot to stand he on. Must. Look at the yeah. landscape. Right. Look at it. Right objectively, and you tell me that there is fair representation when the majority of the players are African-American and the majority of the coaches and executives are not, mm -hmm. you're not being representative. Correct. And you had, need to have a little bit more. Yeah. And, and that's just the reality of it. And so, but also, I, I'm also one of those that I'm very, I'm very slow to say that's a racist thing. When I, when I've been through many, many, many hiring practices, many other things where I've seen the same thing play out that had nothing to do with race. It had to be with who you knew. Yeah. Who, who they wanted it to begin with. Right. <laughs> this is what we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And the Giants probably knew way ahead of time. Oh, yeah. Like, here are the candidate. Here are the two they, or three people we really want. They were coming out of Buffalo once they picked yeah. the general manager. When yeah. they said they were interviewing other candidates from the Buffalo organization, I knew. And Buffalo's a hot team. It is. I knew it was going to be one of their coaches. Everyone's going to be poaching fr from them. Now I do want to see Leslie Frazier poached if that's the case, because exactly, obviously, yeah, exactly him and and also Eric Bieniemy from Kansas. City. All right, let me not start. All right, go ahead. Yeah. And so you hear, anyways, let's not get into that. I'll, we'll talk. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah, for yeah, that. Sure. We are getting long in the tooth here and I don't want to make sure that we don't go way too long. So we're going to save the other story for next time. Next week. Yeah. So listen up uh, to that one. But yeah. So what are we going to discuss next week? So that way they can at least get a taste. Oh, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to bring that up. Okay. Yeah, I want to so bad. All right. We'll, we'll keep it for next week. So tune in next week. I know it's going to be a week later, but yeah. it's still going to be, it's going to be a good, good conversation. Mm, okay. Anyways, we'll talk about, it. but Hey guys, I, let, let's make sure and realize that we are God's people. Amen. And I want us to keep always that in the forefront. A lot of these things. Yes, there is unjust, unfair things in the world. Mm -hmm. We need to make sure we're doing our part. Uh, to be fair, to stand up for those who are oppressed. Yes. Mm -hmm. And listen to those who are oppressed. Mm -hmm. Not just turn them off because you don't agree with them. Yes. I don't agree with Flores with the Dolphins. But hey, I'm going to listen to him and say, hey, listen, is there is there things that need to happen? Yes. And we need to make sure we, we go into that. So I want to hear from you, diversityhill at gmail.com. What do you think about this whole saga with Brian Flores? Let me tell you what I think. Oh, you're asking them. Never yes. mind. I <laughs> we already know what you yeah, said. We don't need to go off. But you can pray for everybody. I can. Yeah. All right, let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for creating us all different, for giving variety yes. through us. And Lord, we pray that uh, that variety will not separate us, Amen. but yet we will combine it to show your glory. Mm -hmm. Thank you for your love and grace, Lord, and this thank time you. together as we've discussed. And we pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. This is PJ, and I'm out. PK here. Many blessings. Till next time. <laughs>